Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. Welcome to Cashflow Guys Podcast, and this is not Tyler Chef. That's right, we're, episode's going to be a little bit different because now it's Mike Marino, and Tyler Chef is down in Key West. He's having some internet difficulties, so you know what? Let's do this one without him, make it a little bit different. Today's guest, we have something different, something outside of just real estate. Sometimes it's good to hear about the market in general, what other investing options there are, because those listeners who are with us, you know, maybe you have some real estate. It's good to diversify whether you have gold, silver, stocks and bonds, whatever. This week, I'd like to bring on Elliot Kalen, who's with the CEO of Prosperity Financial Group out in California. And we're going to introduce him and see what kind of other avenues of investing that are out there, especially in what, 2023. 2023, there's a lot of people asking questions of what do I invest in? Everything seems like it might be at the top of the market. We don't know. So Elliot, so glad to have you on today. And uh, we're going to pick your brain if you don't mind. Mike, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do. Obviously, we specialize in real estate. You specialize in a lot. So <laughs> what, what, uh, what do you do? So what we do, Mike, and thank you again. Uh, we're I own a financial advisory firm, a fee-based financial advisory firm here in California. And we're on a national level too. I've got 50 plus reps outside of California around the country in my other company. Uh we work with clients and we build portfolios. I'm a portfolio builder. I spend about 60 per 70% of my time in front of clients. I spend 30% of my time being a wonk, building portfolios, doing lots of research um, and strategy. Uh, and we are both tactical and strategic. Uh, our finance, The financial industry comes from a world where tactical has really been a last option and strategic has been always the way to go. So you'll know strategic, Michael, from the term buy and hold. So okay. the old terms just buy and hold strategy. Don't make changes. Put blinders on. Don't worry about it. In 40 years, you're going to be worth so much money if you just keep doing the same thing. And so we've decided we've turned that to turn that upside down. The model 60-40 portfolio in the old world, I don't think really works anymore. The model of just put blinders on doesn't really work because you're missing strategic and tactical opportunities. And so we tend to be very tactical on what we're looking for. And being that you're targeting people, you know, 35 to 55 years old, they're in phase one and two of making money. They're still very much in the growth world. Their family's growing. Their net worth is growing. Their number of homes and investments is growing. They don't want to just be sitting in what's yesterday's news, so to speak. Uh, and you've got things like what you're investing in, what you do, which is you know amazing in the real estate and and uh, and really skill well, not skilled nursing but but assisted living which is just a nonstop market uh, that's pretty amazing because we know as we age people like me I'm at the end of the baby boomer world uh, we're going to be using more and more of assisted living no question about it and so that's an important thing but making money on that is so different and so we try to teach people how to diversify how to spread your money so you've got buckets of money working because so if anything goes down. You've got other things that are going up. You're zigging and zagging all the time. And, you know, every now and then in 2008 or when COVID first hit, everything goes down. You can't zig and zag because all the zigs and zags went down at the exact same time. But then you had the change. It didn't last very long. 2008, 2009, 2001, 2003. You want to be in markets that are diversified. And we help clients do that. Um, we are firm believers that winners, there are winners in every single market, whether it's real estate or private credit or accredited products, or stocks and bonds, or bond, whatever it is, there are winners. And that's our job. As Wayne Gretzky said, we want to go to where the puck is going and not right. where it's been. You know, I don't want to be right. investing in companies 
with the, you know, like utilities and railroads like your grandmother. Mm -hmm. I love that quote, by the way. So uh, you quickly mentioned uh, phases of clients. So I assume you're talking about like life cycle phases. And can you describe that? They are. And in, in, our, in our world, 60% of our clients are entrepreneurs or business owners or retired business owners. So we're, their personal net worth and their personal business mm-hmm. are very, inter, they're tied. Their company's growing and they're growing. If the company's not doing well, they're not doing well. Uh, that's just how this works. Uh, and then some people are, are able to start multiple businesses and, again, buckets of money, so to speak, on that. Uh, but most people don't have a world like Mark Zuckerberg. You know, where you start in college and you have this straight line that goes straight up and there are no zigs, no lines, nothing. I mean, the worst thing that happens to Mark Zuckerberg is he gets a flat tire. It's ridiculous. But most people have lots of life cycles at backwards, forwards, up, down. I mean, I'm no exception to that rule. I've got plenty of backwards zigs in my life. Um, So when somebody's starting out and it's when they're out of school, they're getting their career going or they're getting their business going, what I call phase one. It's they're working lots of hours around a clock. You can't make up, as my dad said, who was, who was a, a World War II depression or a greatest generation person. You can never make up for hard work. You just can't. Uh, so these people work hard. Yeah, are there people making money sitting on their computers barely working? Yes, they're working. They're they're in Bitcoin when it first came out. They found some niche in the market, but ninety nine percent of everybody else, you got to put some effort in and a lot of effort in. And so they're in that phase one of go, go growth. They're sitting sometimes on taking every penny they have and investing it back into growth. They just, they want to create something they've got. They've got a little vision. They don't have a vision of retirement because they're in, they're in a growth mode. They can't vision sure. growing. You just can't do it. Sure. And then phase two, Michael, is really interesting because they've got some money in their belt, under their belt. They've got some kids. Maybe the kids are going to... They're putting some money away for college, and maybe the kids are going to start going to college pretty soon. Then they can see, gosh, this is going to cost me $65,000 a year times two or three kids. I got to get some scholarships and grants. How do I make this work? Do they do in-state? Do they go to a big-time rah-rah school like Alabama? Do they go to Harvard? Because that's my dream for my kids. I mean, where are they going here? Um, And they're different for every family, and there's no right or wrong answer there. You just got to get them through, and maybe they're not even going to college. And they're going to enter a trade, which is fabulous too. But you're now, you have some money under your belt. You're feeling more comfortable. Um, they're feeling like, you know, what you do, assisted living, that sounds really interesting. I've got some money on the side that that's not in the stock market, that I can afford 100000 here, 200000 here. I can afford to invest. And if that goes up or down, great. It's a nice long-term investment. That's phase two. And the phase three is, I don't want to lose money. I built this baby up. I built my business. I built my net worth up. I want it to still grow, but I want to protect it. And so you're having a bigger conversation about protection than you would with somebody who's 35 years old. And you're also talking about legacy. Maybe the reason I want to have four or five investments with you on the, on the assisted living world is because I want to pass this down to my kids. Maybe they're mm-hmm. 1035s. Right. Maybe they're, they're direct uh, investments. Um, excuse me, 1031s or direct investments in there. Um, how do how do I do this? Because I I like the income, or I've got a legacy. I've got some charity that's involved. Like I've got a, a charity that I started. How do I pass this income producing property down to my leg through my legacy to my charity? Because that's now really important to me. But you don't think like that when you're 35. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to ask a question in regards to that. So I remember when I came out of college, a good friend of mine. He's he uh, died uh, during COVID, but. 
He was very successful in what you would call strategic investing. He was from the greatest generation also. And so he would just live off dividends, buy stocks with dividends and just collect on that. And in his in his mind, he thought it would never end. And then, of course, 2008 came and a lot of the derivative market just got destroyed. And unfortunately, so did he. Um, so ever since 2008, as you mentioned, technology has rapidly grown. The power we have on our cell phones is incredible. And now what I'm seeing is the younger generation, let's say uh, just out of college, right? When I was just out of college, I had no clue. So I just put some money into something safe or what they said it was safe in my 401k plan or IRA plan. But now that in what you call strategic investing, entrepreneurship, most most predominantly, is a lot easier to get access to, enter in. Do you see that your strategies that you were you know, talking to your clients about, it hasn't changed at all in order because of this, the, the ease of entrepreneurship? It has changed quite a bit. That's a great question. Very intuitive. Uh, it's, I don't get asked that question really at all. So it is a great question. So here's what used to happen. I could handle clients up to about 10 or $15 million of investable assets as an independent registered investment advisory and fiduciary. That was your typical market. You had the big broker dealers, Merrill Lynch, they get all this walk-in institutional money. Even clients with a billion dollars would go over there. Then I handled the kind of, I don't want to say the, the mass affluent or the new net, the new high net worth. And those other people went over there. But so many of these high net worth products, accredited products, like private credit and real estate, which you are in direct indexing and options programs that can create eight, nine percent annual income for people. They have now passed down from the Goldman Sachs and the JP Morgans and other first trusts of the world to people like myself who've got a ready-made audience that's clamoring for this and saying, hey, give me something that's different out there. And can everything go down? Yes, it can. There's nothing that can't go down. I don't care what it is out there because we're kidding ourselves if you say it is. But those were not usually available to the, to the ultra high net worth. And now they're available to the accredited investor, or even $100,000 they can come down to, which is amazing out there. Um, and so we've got more tools in our arsenal as an independent fiduciary mm -hmm. than I've ever had. And I've got them at lower numbers than they were ever available. So I can take on JP Morgan and Merrill Lynch at the high style, the $50 million market of clients that I never could years ago. And, and the nice part about that is when you're an independent like us, Michael, you give everybody you do Everybody, you have white glove specialty service. You can offer uh -huh. something to them that the big broker houses can't do because they're in the numbers game. They've got a sales manager telling them what to buy. So they've decided that Facebook is what you need to own today. Everybody across the country at Merrill or Morgan is buying Facebook today. Mm -hmm. and they're buying mm -hmm. from inventory in Manhattan. Great. It works. Those are an unbelievably sustainable organizations. We don't have a sales manager telling us to buy anything. If I want to sit in cash, I just sit in cash. And so for some people, that's the best place to be. Wow. So you're saying that's the advantage of you as an independent financial advisor is that you're not under the umbrella of Charles Schwab kind of dictating what products to push? Is that what you're saying? Or? Yes. We're, we're not just independent. We're also a fiduciary. So we hmm. have to always do what's right for the client. Always do what's right for a client. And nobody tells us what to do and how to do it. We figure this out. It takes more research. You have more liability because you don't have somebody saying, well, I bought Facebook because my New York office told me to buy Facebook. I don't have any of that. If I think Facebook is the right place to be, and I'm, I'd much rather buy an ETF that includes Facebook 
than actual Facebook. If I need to buy that, I make that decision and I'm doing it with 30% of my time doing market research and visiting companies like I was in Boston last week, Washington, D.C., Colorado, New York. I go to these places all year long, gaining research and get maybe 150 reports a day, which you can't look at 150 reports a day, but that's how many I get. Wow. Uh, you, a while ago, you mentioned accredited. So obviously, most of our listeners, I think, understand by now, for accredited versus non-accredited investors. Uh, in a nutshell, you make over $200,000 and you're single, you're considered accredited. Now that incomes have increased exponentially, really, since the definition of accredited investor was first written, which I think it was like 1980, 1981, where they came up with those limits. Obviously, you're probably seeing a lot more accredited investors now that you ever have in the past. So how has that changed the way you, you work? Now you've got a larger pool of accredited, but you mentioned mass affluence. So they're just accredited. Maybe they're you no know, airline pilots making 350. So they just got over that boundary. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I fly with all of them, right? A lot of them came from the mentality, a poor man's mentality, I hate to say. So now once they've reached the accredited threshold, I fly with them. They're like, yeah, yeah I'm rich, I'm rich. I don't know what to do. So they go out and they buy Porsches and Mercedes and they just spend and spend and spend because in their mind, they're not used to, they don't know what to do at this level. So I'm sure you've probably experienced that too in your line of work that now you have lots of people accredited and they don't know what to do. Yeah, throw a million dollars of net worth on there too, because mm -hmm. I, I'm from California. To have a $200,000 income or a million dollars of net worth, that's your house, a million dollars of net worth. Uh, yeah. And yeah. that, that's not even, you know, in my, I'm sure I live in Lafayette, California. The price of houses in Lafayette are ridiculous, just ridiculous. And so, you know, I, I, I could own a two bedroom shack and I am now an accredited investor in, in Lafayette, California. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have all these options and you're like, I don't know what to do yeah. with this money. So good advice. I mean, we're in the advice business. Mm -hmm. And so good advice, prudent advice says, let's put a plan together on where we're going and what the end game looks like. How does this look for you? And so if owning a Porsche 911 with a custom license plate that says El Presidente on it, <laughs> you know, I actually have a client like that. If that is important to you, then what are you, because you have expendable money, disposable money is the real term. Great. What else are we doing with that? Or is, did you finally save up enough to get the Porsche and you really have no other, you have a house and a Porsche and then you have no clothes on your kids? Because it's got to make sense. So for, we do a lot of financial planning. Uh, they're not, they're, I mean, there are only half a dozen software programs out there that work like this. It's not hard to do that. But you want to put a key plan together for everybody on what we're doing. And that's how you come up. We'll take the word of credit away. That's how you come up with a good strategy. Because we know that maybe in 20 years from now, we want that million to be 5 million. And you're not going to do it by buying his and hers Lincoln Navigators which I had to tell a client to sell her, his pick one of the two navigators and sell them, get rid of them. And they said, what? I said, you can't afford to. They were really mad at me. They yelled at me, but they knew I was right. Um, so you want to be smart about it. Uh, we, you know, unfortunately, and you brought up the, the cell phone. Unfortunately, we live in an instant gratification world. Mm -hmm. We do. And your kids, Michael, my kids that are young adults, they are totally gratuitous. I want, if it's not on my cell phone, I don't want it. And it needs to be for, here the next day. I want a car and I'm not going to a dealership. I'm going to Carvana right now. It's true. And, and it'd be delivered to me tomorrow. And my son bought his car that way. Uh, 
I like, have you thought about walking in a dealership and just kicking the tires? Because what a waste of a day, Dad. I'm not doing that. I don't want to talk to people and negotiate. Negotiate. Yeah. I just have to push a button. It's it's really sad because you know Todd and I always. He's an excellent negotiator. I uh, wish he was on here, but but uh, I I'm still learning from him. But uh, he can negotiate out of the park. But unfortunately, that those skills are dying very quickly. And to have those skills is it's worth a lot of money. But like I said, it's a dying art, so yeah. it's very difficult. In regards to that, I know on we were talking earlier about uh, AI. That you you use AI for some of your investment. We have to. If if we're not doing AI and ChatGPT, I'm not doing commercial for ChatGPT. If you're not using AI, you're going to be behind the ball. You're just going to be behind. So thankfully, I have a marketing department. In here, I have three people in in just marketing. And they use AI every day. Uh, And so here's an example of, you know, we we talked before we got on air, we talked about the magic of AI. I was sitting, I, I have a thousand bottle wine collection. And I have several companies I own. I'm a big red cab guy. Um, book You're the definitely Boulder, from California. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there's better. I've been all over the world collecting wine, but I really come back to Napa and Sonoma. That's my favorite. And so I was sitting down with somebody that does super high-end travel, $100,000 vacations. He just flew somebody home on a Gulfstream 7 for 100000 He and his family to Los Angeles. And the guy was okay with a $100,000 price to get he and his family home immediately. To LA, like I, you, you and I, the average person wouldn't even dream about a hundred thousand dollar Gulfstream trip. It's a ridiculous conversation to have. But that celebrity and that NBA player want, needed to be home, and so his first class ticket on whatever airline he was on got canceled. So he needed to get home, and he got this ticket. So, but I'm sitting there with him over lunch, and I said, I think I'm going to start on the side of travel and leisure business for everyday people, not for the hundred thousand dollar Gulfstream person. But for somebody that says, because I travel so much, I want to go to Germany and I want to see great places and great places to stay, but I don't want to spend that much money doing it. Mm-hmm. I said, Elliot, you you don't you don't care if you're at the Ritz or the Hilton or the Marriott. You make the very best of it. You could start a business doing this. And I said, yeah, I do so much travel and you know so much on United. United loves me. I'm diamond and I'm somewhere else and platinum on somebody else. And, and my wife and I travel quite a bit. And I said, well, let me show you how Chat GBT works. He said, Chat, it had a name. I forgot he named it. He said, write me a 500-word article on how to make money in the wine business and travel and ping me when it's done. Mm. And we ordered up food. We sat. Within five minutes, his phone got pinged with an essay on how to make money in wine and travel. And he said, Ellie, that's what you're competing with. right. Five minutes. Now, it was wrong on a number of things. I read it. I said, well, let me read it. Because it didn't ask me the right... It was wrong because it didn't ask me the right questions. And so it didn't Mm -hmm. have the right information about anything. It was just to to make a point. Sure. And that's the problem with all the AI stuff is it can be wrong. But our world is changing. I mean, my son just decorated his entire new apartment in Washington, D.C. using AI, chat GPT, actually, but AI and Amazon. Just those two apps. And just to got, get the colors coordinated and all coordinated because he's a guy. What does I he know, know about? I'm color? horrible. Yeah. I'm horrible. And I'd be there. I'm colorblind. So gray, there's so many colors to me look exactly the same. <laughs> so my wife doesn't even ask me anymore. My office just got decorated with new carpeting. The office manager didn't even ask me what I would what I thought of the carpeting, the squares. I said, I'm not gonna I, answer you because you wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> wow. It's, it's spinning so, so fast. 
You have to be on top of it. I'm old enough and wise enough to hire people around me that do this, but I have to look at it too. Wow. My, my favorite concept, and uh, it happens to be a book also, is the one thing. So if there's one thing you can share with our audience, and do you understand who our audience is now? We're obviously very heavy in real estate, of course, but also like to diversify. Everybody has side hustles. What's the one thing that you can give us? bit of nugget in today's environment. Because as you know, a lot of people are insecure about what's going on right now. I mean, you turn on the, I don't watch TV anymore, but YouTube and everything. Everything is very scary. The end of the world, we're get, the cliff is getting higher and higher. Uh, we're about on the edge of another government shutdown, which honestly, I think is a good thing. But <laughs> as far as the markets, I don't know how they're going to react. So in regards to all that and all the confusion, what's the one thing you would tell us? Let me, let me give you two, if that's okay. One is investment world and one is sure. real life. Please. I would say in real life, the news, mm. and I don't care if you're CNN, Journal, Times, Fox, I'm not even picking uh, which side of the sure, sure. you're on. The news is your enemy. It's true. Uh -huh. And so it is, it is trickling downstream to you and your children mm. and making them negative because negativity sells on your phone and on evening news. And on all the it sells, and I don't care if you love the president or hate the president, love the Republican Party or hate the Republican Party, it doesn't matter. Stations make their money on advertising, and advertising attracts readers by negative news, not positive news. So that's the first thing I would do. The second thing from the investor side, and that's really I think the question you're asking me from the investor side is create buckets of money for yourself, diversify, diversify, diversify with a professional. Don't go to Vanguard online. They're a good company. Don't do it yourself. Diversify with a professional that you can trust. And in my world, trust, that five-letter world, that is the key word. Because if I make you 40% this year and you don't trust me, you'll still leave me. But if the market goes yeah. down and everybody loses money and you trust me because I'm going to make it back for you even in spades because I'm watching this every day, you're going to stay with me. And so trust, find somebody that you can trust. We're out there. Lots of people like myself are out there that knows how to diversify, that doesn't take something like real estate or accredited investing or precious metals. or Find somebody that doesn't view products any other way than these are tools in your toolbox, feathers in your cap, whatever the phrase is, quivers in your <laughs> bow and arrow bag, whatever that is, because all these can be are good investments if used in the right way. And then if overdone, like bit buying Bitcoin at sixteen, dollars $64,000 because you think it's going to $10 million, and now you lost 50% of your portfolio for the last two years, if that's all you see, then you're going to have blinders on to what could be happening and you can make the next fortune. There are always ingots of gold to be earned. You just want to be in the right place at the right time. Trust. Trust is important. We always push, like, go out there, find some mentor who's done it before, somebody with experience. Just tremendous leg up. So speaking of leg up and experience, that book behind you, Driven, I think you just, that just is out, right? It's a brand new book? Driven by Elliot Callen. We can't trademark the name Driven by Elliot Callen and Adam Torres. That just came out July 4th. It's now an Amazon bestseller. Uh, which is exciting because I'm going around the country doing book signings. Michael, I just had I just signed my first forearm of a woman. <laughs> I could, Permanent I, marker, right? <laughs> I, told, I told my wife that she said, "I don't think your head's going to fit through the front door. Why don't you come in?" For <laughs> uh, it is a lot of fun being an author. Uh, it's it's my second book on. Uh, it's about leadership and entrepreneurship. Oh, okay, uh, good. And so I'm a big fan that 
um, because I've not had a straight line in my life. I'm normal. I'm human. I have failures. I have successes. Although entrepreneurs really never have failures. They just have uh, learning lessons, painful learning lessons. But it's something that's important to me that I wanted to give people permission to try different things and fail and just keep going with great vision, tenacity, integrity, and fortitude and see it through. And that's in my book. Fantastic. So just go to Amazon, type in uh, Driven Elliot Kellen. Elliot Kellen, two L's and one T on Elliot. And, uh, and, you, and you know, it's it's not much. I think it's $15, something like that. And I don't know how many we copies we've sold. And if you're in California, I've got a book signing next Thursday. Oh, wow. Austin. We, we're all over the country doing book signings. It's a lot of fun. Um, and if you bring the right Sharpie, I'll sign your shoulder also. <laughs> Excellent. And that's Callen, K-A-L-L-E-N. Yeah, Alan with a K in front of it. Excellent, Elliot. And uh, one last thing I know before this, we were talking about uh, client-wise, you could accept people from all around the country, which I didn't know. Yeah, I uh, have people from all around the country, Michael. It's, you know, co- the best thing that happened out of COVID was Zoom. Oh, so yeah. I've had, I've had clients true. I've never met in New Jersey. I'm from, I'm still from the New York area, New Jersey, New York. I area. heard it. I knew I heard an accent. <laughs> I, I still say coffee talk in the office. And I, 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 I first thing I do when I land in Newark airport is go to White Castle. Oh no! I'm I get from Long job. Island, so White Castle bro- brings some back bad memories. Well, you've got so. Ben's Deli out there, and I go to that one too. But I, 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 I kind of bribe the Uber, the taxi driver, the limo driver to uh, stop at White Castle, offer to buy him breakfast, uh, so we can do that. And uh, it's it's just so tr- so such a treat. But because I live in a world of referrals, and I only handle about a hundred clients myself, because every I have five advisors just in one office down here, I give everybody else to them. Uh, it gives me the ability to really just pick the cream of the crop uh, and pick the people with the right character that fits my personality, which ha- is very tongue-in-cheek New York humor, and you've got to be willing to deal with I, that. I picked up on it. Yep, yep. <laughs> but it, it's a lot of fun. And, and so I have Florida, New York, New Jersey, California, Pennsylvania, Chicago, Seattle, Oregon, Texas, uh, Nevada, uh, Utah, places like that. Excellent. How would anybody get in contact with you? Best place to reach me is my email, which is Elliot, E-L-L-I-O-T, at prosperityfinancialgroup.com, or the website is prosperityfinancialgroup.com. It's got a calendar link on there, which means you can set up a Zoom appointment, a phone appointment, whatever you want. We can talk, get to know me a little bit. Uh, There are 55, 60 episodes of uh, Meet the Expert with Elliot Callen online. We're a top 4% podcasters in the world. Uh, and so they, they can get to know my personality a little bit. Is, like I said, it is tongue-in-cheek humor. Nobody makes more fun of me than me. Uh, so, But I, I take my work seriously, but I don't take myself seriously. I understand. All right, Elliot. Elliot, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's good to get a fresh perspective, something different, you know, and that's what this podcast is all about. So thanks so much, Elliot. Michael, bet great to be here. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.